0: Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. Have you ever had like an almost victory? You know, have have you ever been pretty much obedient? Is there anything in your life that, you know, is going well and it's in line with God's will by, say, you know, good a good 95%? <laughs> and you pretty much did what God said. You got the overall gist of it you know, you would have gotten a good solid grade, you know, but you, you'd willingly left the door cracked. This is kind of what's happening right here. Even after this amazing sun stand still miracle that we just saw in this weekend's sermon, like the likes of which we haven't seen since our study in Isaiah, when God caused the sun to stand still for Israel in a, in a different era, even there, you're going to see the beginnings of a future fight for Israel Joshua chapter 10, verse 16. Now the five defeated kings had fled and hidden in the cave at Makeda. It was reported to Joshua, the five kings have been found. They're hiding in the cave at Makeda. Joshua said, roll large stones against the mouth of the cave and station men by it to guard the kings. Okay, He's taking measures to see to it that these kings are not getting out. They're going to be dealt with in accordance with the way that God wants them dealt with. And these large stones keep them where they are. They have fled. That's where they're going to be isolated. He's delegating that responsibility to some, but other people are going to be on the pursuit. But as for you, as for the rest of you, don't stay there. Pursue your enemies and attack them from behind. Don't let them enter the cities, for the Lord your God has handed them over to you. So Joshua and the Israelites finished inflicting a terrible slaughter on them until they were destroyed. Here it is. Although a few survivors ran away to the fortified cities. The people returned safely to Joshua in the camp at Makeda, and no one dared to threaten the Israelites. Now, man, this, this whole story, it's, it's mostly good, right? Verses 16 through 20a, if you will, all of this. Uh, it sounds great. And then verse 21, it's great. Everybody came home safely. No one dared threaten the Israelites. But 20b has this one little caveat, this one little qualifier. There's one little sneaky detail where we've, let, we've kind of left the door cracked, and sure enough, the next campaign Israel has to go on is all because they didn't fully obey here. They, they did let a few survivors run away, and as a result, it, the, the battle drags on even further. All right, so if you've got something in your life in which... You are the land of Canaan, and the Holy Spirit is the army of Israel, and these remnants of past sin just linger in your life, this habitual cyclical thing that just comes up over and over again. And you may even make provision for it, make plans for it, allocate funds for it, for crying out loud. there's something in your life, some habitual sin that keeps coming back and you let it linger, it's like planning to sin, which is sinful in itself. Would you, in applying your life to this ancient text as a New Testament believer today, completely at long last, deal with what remains and experience the freedom that comes with sanctification and true holiness. Holiness is an absolute. And so we don't compromise with sin. We don't make provisions to gratify the flesh in a sinful way. Rather, we are not... We, rather, we, we are going to surrender to the lordship of Christ, not just the influence of Him in our lives. So take the time. Do a deep inventory of your heart, of your soul. If you've been allowing sin to abide ever so slightly, if there's an although, if there's a proviso, if there's a qualifier, a caveat to your holiness, then it's not holiness. So deal with it in fullness. Confess everything. Be fully forgiven, fully repentant. Be brutal, with your sin.